Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the award-winning Parareality Radio. Good evening, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Sandman, and I will be your host tonight for the next hour. Well, of course, as you know, it is the third Friday of the month, Friday, April 19th, 2019. And of course, that means that it's time for another episode of your favorite paranormal podcast, Parareality Radio. Man, you know, I had a show planned for this evening, and uh, I had everything all um, worked out and everything. And and uh, then uh, on the 15th of April, this past Monday, there was a, a horrible tragedy that occurred. And, and I... I think that it's a global tragedy. I don't think that it's um, relegated to just one area of the world. I think this is a global tragedy. And, of course, you you know that I'm talking about the uh, terrible, terrible fire that occurred at Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. And let me tell you, um, I've been there uh, 10 years ago, back in, in 2009, and I'm not... Uh, an overly religious type person, um, but you can't have just if you have just a, a even just a, a tiny bit of a soul to your body, you can't go in that place without feeling an overwhelming sense of uh, religion and and history. And I was very very moved uh, by that place. Um, I, I had actually, I'm, I'm not Catholic. Um, I do have a Catholic education, um, but I, I'm not a practicing Catholic and um, I never have been. I don't want you to think that I have actually been a practicing Catholic. Um, I never have been, uh, but uh, I attended mass in Notre Dame Cathedral, and there's—I don't think there's a lot of people in the world that can say that they've actually attended a mass inside the great Notre Dame Cathedral. Um, I went up and saw the the bell uh, in the bell tower. I didn't get to go all the way up to the top like I wanted to, but I got to see uh, three quarters of it and got some amazing pictures. Uh, uh, I'm going to post those on the website on parareality.com so you guys can see some of my personal pictures from my trip that I took there. Uh, but anyway, I, I was very um, just sad at what happened with the fire and it moved me greatly. And the show that I had in store for this evening, I scrapped the whole thing and decided to do a show on Notre Dame. And the reason that I am doing this is because pretty much immediately, even as the fires were still raging in this historic cathedral, there were conspiracy theories that were just abounding about the cause of the fire and what was actually going on. And uh, that is... What I wanted to focus on on tonight's show was conspiracy theories about the Notre Dame fire. 
But uh, before I get into the show, let me, of course, tell you how you can get in touch with me, because as you know, there are several different ways you can go about doing that. First of all, you can send an email to me at sandman at parareality.com, or you can just go to my website, parareality.com, and you can find a uh, contact form on the About Me page. Uh, you can also look me up on Facebook. If you'll just look for Parareality Radio on Facebook, um, you can also follow me on Twitter. My handle on Twitter is at Parareal Radio. That's Parareal Radio. And also, you can still call the studio line at 615-692-1170. That number to call once again is 615-692-1170. And you can leave me a message. Just be aware that I may play your comment back on the show. Just by simply leaving me a message is giving me permission to play your comment back on the show. If you don't want me to play your comment, your message, or if there's a certain part of it that you want me to leave out, uh, please, please let me know before you leave the message or even, hell, it doesn't matter. Just let me know somewhere in there that you don't want me to play this on the air because if you don't, the chances that I will play it on the air are, are uh, pretty high. Uh, almost like 100%. Uh, and you never know, I can also be in the studio working uh, and you just may catch me there. So you may actually get a chance to talk to me live as well. Um, I am not in the studio tonight. I am actually in my home studio. I say it's my home studio. I'm really downstairs in my dining room. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. I, I'm hoping that the sound quality isn't going to be too uh, echoey, if that's a word, for this evening. Um, so um, we're just going to, you know, we're, I'm going to wing it. I um, did this show, um, like I said, kind of put it together at, at the last minute. And uh, weather's kind of bad outside today. And I just didn't feel like getting out of the house and going into the pair reality studio. So I decided, what the hell, I, I have this mobile studio and I might as well use it. So I just set it up in my dining room at home and, uh, that's where I'm doing the, sh the podcast from tonight. So hopefully everything is going to be working out. Okay. As far as audio quality. So anyway, those are all the different ways you can get in touch with me here on Parareality radio. And just to run through them real quick. Like again, you can email me sandman at parareality.com. You can go to parareality.com and uh, click on the about me page and um, fill out the contact form. You can follow me on Twitter at Parareal Radio. Find me on Facebook. Just do a Facebook search for Parareality Radio on Facebook. Or you can call the studio line at 615-692-1170. That number to call once again is 615-692-1170. So those are all of the different ways that you can get in contact with me, Sandman, here on Parareality Radio. And now that I've wasted the first eight and a half minutes of the episode telling you all about that stuff, let's get into why we are here this evening, which is talking about all of the, well, not all of them, but a majority, a lot of the conspiracy theories that surround the Notre Dame fire. When the fire at Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris began in the late afternoon on Monday, April the 15th, 2019, millions of people across the world just began to pour out sympathy for 
everyone in Paris, sadness at the loss of this historic landmark and inevitably holiday photos and vacation photos that people took while they were visiting the iconic building started popping up all over social media and on websites. But among the sympathetic message posted about Notre Dame Cathedral came, unfortunately, another type of post. And yes, I'm talking about conspiracy theories, fake news, misinformation about what caused the fire. Now, as with most major tragedies in the last decade, misinformation about Notre Dame began to spread pretty much immediately. Some of it even as the fire was raging on, but within a matter of hours, conspiracy theories were all over the Internet. False claims surrounding the fire have found a home on such websites like 4chan, Twitter, unfortunately, Reddit, and Infowars. Uh, there are, are, are posts like, Man arrested after gas tanks found near cathedral. Suspect was on French terror watch list. And uh, another one that says, Suspicious-looking man spotted atop Notre Dame Chapel as roof is ablaze. Uh, there's another one that says, Marcon has probably set fire to Notre Dame to try and make the yellow vest look bad. And Marcon, of course, is the president of France. And, and Now, these are typical of the messages that have been posted since Monday. And they're, they just continue to just be just abound over the Internet. And it seems like crazy theories are just getting more and more out there. Uh, notorious sites known for being the sources of fake news, like uh, the Canadian web, uh, website called The Rebel, uh, some of these places, like The Rebel, have begun crowdfunding trips to Paris to quote-unquote investigate links between the Notre Dame fire and potential terrorist plots. Now, while many of these stories are being pushed by anonymous users and online accounts, some have originated among uh, verified Twitter users, uh, journalists, ex-politicos, and social commentators. Of course, we can't talk about stuff like this without bringing up InfoWars, the far-right conspiracy website that's run by Alex Jones. InfoWars published a story based on a tweet from a guy named Christopher J. Hale, claiming that the fire was deliberately set. Now, this tweet has been since uh, has since been deleted uh, by by Christopher Hale, and it, this guy describes himself as a contributor to Time and Fox News, and so this is a quote unquote legitimate journalist type person who put a tweet out there just based on nothing, said that the saying that the fire was deliberately set. Now, like I said, he's since deleted this tweet, and he's further clarified that that tweet was an unsubstantiated rumor. So I don't know if where he was getting his info from, if he just made it up. Uh, you know, InfoWars is notorious for just making up whatever the hell they want to, and I, I hate that there is a popular website like that as well as, I mean, Alex Jones is, he's popular. He's got a 
popular internet show. He's got a popular radio show. His website gets millions of, of visitors a month. I just hate that there's that type of person who is known to just make up stuff. I'm all about, you know, uh, having a show about conspiracy theories and, and, uh, stuff like that. But you, you, you can't go around saying things that he says like about Sandy Hook and, and stuff like the cathedral fire at Notre Dame and just without having any kind of substantiated, something just pulling shit out of your ass. Literally. I I just don't understand that. Now, um, there's a writer that works for Infowars. His name is Paul Joseph Watson. He tweeted a video, uh, that appears to show people with, uh, Arabic sounding names reacting with smiley faces to a Facebook, a Facebook post about the fire. Now, while, Mr. Watson presented this as evidence of those people, quote unquote, celebrating the fire. Um, I need to point out that it's impossible to know why people chose a specific emoji or for that matter, the religion of the people reacting to a Facebook video. So you can't just see something on Facebook and just automatically assume that you know what the intent is unless that person is specifically saying my intent is to celebrate this fire, you know, down to the the, the white people or, or America or, or whatever. You know, you can't just, and people do it all the time. I'm, I suppose that I'm guilty of it myself, but you can't just automatically read a post on Facebook and just immediately be 100% for sure of what the the intent behind that was. That's one of the downsides of the way that we communicate today is miscommunication because it's hard to, you can't, you can't, um, read inflection. Uh, you can't, uh, uh, hear the tone of someone's voice and you can't see someone, how they're speaking in their body language when they communicate to you via text or Facebook or an online blog post of something like that. Now, Even though not all users commenting on the Notre Dame fire are sharing unverified claims that seeds of doubt are being sown here. Uh, One user posted on Reddit, uh, quote, does anybody find it suspicious that Notre Dame had been cleared of tourists the day before the fire? Another person on Fortune, or 4chan, excuse me, wrote, the whole thing is starting to sink. And I think he probably meant stink, but he spelled it S-I-N-K. So, you know, there was construction going on, obviously. Uh, as as you could tell, if you didn't know, you could look at all the, the scaffolding and tell there was construction going on. So, no, there's, there's not any suspicious reason to think that they had cleared out tourists the day before because they were doing construction on the dang thing. So maybe it was posing, what they were doing was posing a danger. So that doesn't ring suspicious to me whatsoever. Now, beyond misinformation, there's also unfortunately been racist narratives and ironic posts about minority groups committing arson 
And these things have spread across the internet like wildfire, no pun intended there. Posts that claim the Jews did it are particularly becoming popular online. And there's one on 4chan that says, and I quote, Ladies and gentlemen, the Jews did it. It's so obvious. Absolute pleasure from a Christian church burning. Oh yes, give me some of those shekels. And Muslims are also being targeted in these baseless claims. And uh, I mean, they're the the, the right wing trolls across social media are starting to take, you know, this opportunity to uh, target Muslims and blame them for starting the fire. These false claims that they were engaging with Facebook posts about the fire with the smiley face reacts and that they were posting with quote unquote gleeful joy that this iconic Christian building was burning down and basically being destroyed right before the eyes of the entire world. And um, one, one, um, excuse me, one person, I believe this was on Facebook, um, actually bought into this story and said that uh, the Muslims were going to pay in blood. So there are people who are already starting to believe this stuff and reacting to these false claims. And, this is helping to spread not only the seeds of doubt about what really happened in the fire, but it's also helping to spread the seeds of hate. And we already have enough hate in this world. We don't need any help hating one another. If we need help with anything is 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 help loving one another and being kinder to each other. But I'm not here to talk about how we should treat each other. I, I want to I'm gonna get off topic if I start doing that. I want to talk about, you know, these false conspiracy theory claims. Now, I mentioned uh, at the top of the, the broadcast uh, the, the yellow vest, and uh, someone had seen that, say, said that uh, Marcon, the uh, French president, had, uh, was doing something about the, was, do, was doing this deliberately because of the, the yellow vests. Um, so what is, what are the yellow vests? Well, the, the, the yellow vests, protest movement in France um, is is going on right now with all of this. And um, what it is, is a, um, it's a, it's, it's a movement. It's, it's a populist grassroots political movement uh, for economic justice. And this has been going on since November of uh, last year. So I'm I'm not going to get into everything about the yellow vest. Just just know that it is a a movement that, that some people call it the yellow jackets. Um, it's a bunch of people wearing these neon yellow vests, and it's just it's it's trying to get economic justice throughout France. So anyway, um, the um, the finger being pointed at the yellow vest movement. Uh, is is there as well, and even Pope Francis, Michelle Obama, and uh, Prime Minister Theresa May can't escape suspicion from this, and it's all about something like Brexit or pedophilia or something else in between all this stuff. So 
anybody who can come up with any type of crazy out from nowhere uh, conspiracy theory is posting it online. Now, how, how you can take a fire at Notre Dame Cathedral and connect it to pedophilia uh, I don't know. You know, uh, it has something to do with, you know, all of the, the pedophiles that are running rampant in the Catholic Church and all the cover-ups that's been going on and all this other sorts of stuff. Once again, it's just people reaching. Uh, I, and I looked, I scoured through a lot of places on the Internet that I don't normally go, like Reddit and 4chan and stuff, to to do research for this this topic. And the stuff that's being posted on Reddit is just it's amazing. All these threads. Um, there was a, a Reddit comment that said, uh, and I'm quoting here, Notre Dame fire was an inside job by Marcon's administration to gain support by promising to rebuild it. That's the head, that's the, the title of this this thread. And it goes on to say, and I'm quoting again, as others have said, the fire was started in two separate locations, which is already suspicious. Macron is also as Catholic as Bernie is Jewish. So only Catholic by name and likely doesn't personally care about the monument. Through all these riots, he needed to take people's eyes off the gas prices and get people united over a tragedy. So it goes on to say, um, also, every news outlet is reporting that the scaffolding caused the fire, which is absolutely insane, considering it's just metal bars screwed together. Nothing there would cause a fire, or is even flammable. The whole thing smells BS. Now, I grew up around uh, some construction stuff. When I was a a kid, my, my, my grandfather was a brick mason, and he was the best brick mason in the small little southern town in southeast Alabama that I grew up in. And in, anybody that was building a home back then and building it from brick wanted to have my grandfather and his crew lay the brick for their home. And he not only uh, bricked houses, but he laid uh, uh, driveways with brick and and uh, walkways with brick. He built brick fireplaces, anything with a brick that could be done, he did. And as you can imagine, when you are um, uh, bricking a home, especially one that is more than one story, you're going to have scaffolding there. And scaffolding, if you don't know what it is, it is a metal skeleton that you can use to... um, not like a ladder, but you can use to, you build it up and it's, you can make it as long as you need to. And you can walk back and forth across it like a a bridge. And one of the things that they use for the walkways on scaffolding is wood, wooden planks. So the fact that 
this person is saying that a scaffolding is nothing but metal bars screwed together has no real basis in fact because that person doesn't know what scaffolding is. Now, with modern scaffolding, yes, there there can be some metal or probably more likely some strong aluminum taking place. However, you can't rule out the possibility that some, if not all of the floor flooring, the decking for the scaffolding was made of wood or had wood components to it. So wood is flammable. So you 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 can't say with unless you have 100% concrete proof that video or pictorial evidence that the scaffolding was nothing more than metal bars. That person speaking knows nothing about scaffolding and what it's constructed of. They're just talking out of their ass and saying that the whole thing smells like BS. But really, does it? Is it plausible that some of that scaffolding had wood decking on it? Absolutely. Social media users with big followings promoted the conspiracy theories with some attempting to blame racial or religious minorities for the outbreak of the fire. We've already talked about stuff like that. One strategy appears to be the use of an old and unrelated uh, article that was written about Catholic churches being desecrated in France to uh, insinuate that the Notre Dame fire was an intentional act. Other online accounts posted an erroneous 2016 article about gas tanks and quote-unquote Arabic documents being uncovered near the cathedral. Old news has nothing to do with the fire that occurred four days ago on Monday. Big social media companies appear to be struggling to contain the spread of this misinformation, all these conspiracy theories that are flying around out there. A YouTube feature designed to combat misinformation even got it wrong. It linked the fire at Notre Dame, at the Notre Dame Cathedral, to the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. Of course, YouTube blamed this mix-up on its algorithms, and that's probably exactly what happened. But when you are looking at a fire, a live fire, or a video on YouTube of the Notre Dame Cathedral burning, and you see links going across the crawler down there that has to do with the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks, you can't help but to say, oh, this is going to, you know, what, what the hell is this? This, you know gives the spark of a conspiracy. But it's nothing more than a an algorithm that went haywire. Misinformations also spread from accounts claiming to be legitimate news sources. CNN reported that a fake Twitter account created in April to look like one that was operated by the network falsely claimed that the fire was caused by terrorism. And as you can guess, you know, those are, are one of the most common prevalent claims as far as the conspiracy theorists go, is that this was a deliberate terrorist act. Now, kudos to CNN. I'm not a big fan of CNN. Uh, I think that they uh, tailor the news to what their personal viewpoints uh, or the, the viewpoints of the network executives are, but um, kudos to them because they uh, they called out this fake account publicly, 
And uh, mysteriously or miraculously, however you want to look at it, uh, just a few hours after they called this this thing out, it was uh, it was taken down. So, you know, you have um, this day and age where it's so easy to create fake news and make fake accounts, and people are so talented that they can make these fake accounts look like legitimate. Uh, news sources, even websites, these clickbait websites are looking like, you know, it's a legitimate type website when it's designed to do nothing more than try to steal and capture your information. And that's probably what was going on with this uh, site was it was probably not only designed just to, to spread misinformation, but also probably some sort of a clickbait thing trying to get swindle you out of your money in some way, shape, form, or fashion. I would not I would not be surprised about that at all. Now there's also another news outlet called the American Spectator. And it as well as YouTube, it also linked the incident to the 9-11 attacks. And this uh article says, and I quote again, the images from the burning of Notre Dame provoke the same sort of heart-heavy dread as the 9-11 images. The beauty of the sunshiny day contrasting with the conflagration, the feeling that the world has irrevocably changed for the worse, loss, sadness. It feels like we're witnessing the end of Christianity and Western civilization. Now, this was what uh, one of the... the, uh, uh, the, the publishers of the American Spectator wrote, uh, her name is Melissa McKenzie, and she goes on to say, I'm not saying that the cause of the Notre Dame fire is terrorism. It's too soon to know. But then she lists a, 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 just a litany of church attacks and makes the conclusion that, and I quote, it seems that Notre Dame being purposely burned would not be out of the question. So, no, it would not be out of the question. You always, in any fire, you always have to consider arson as a cause. That's just good investigating techniques. Just like when there is a murder, one of the first things that you do is you investigate the people who were closest to the murder victim. So, of course, it's logical to say you can't make it, can't put it out of the question because it's going to be one of the first things that they look at to confirm or deny that arson was the cause of the fire or not. There's also another news source called the Accredited Times, and they say, although authorities have cited renovations as possibly responsible for the blaze, our sources indicate that terrorism may in fact be involved. And this is like a... The blog post is kind of written, written in a satirical way, and he went on, or it went on to cite that a quote-unquote French official, uh, a, a deleted tweet from Time Magazine columnist, um, and claims that Muslims celebrated on social media, like I've already said, and all of these fragrantly false assertions, uh, has there's been no proof of all of these, 
but there's been no shortage of disinformation either. So it seems as if, once again, terrorism is the main theory, and we're going to, or the, the people who are doing this, they're going to take this, and not only are they going to run with it, but they're going to point it directly at the Muslims. Now look, I'm going to say, I'm publicly publicly going to go on record and say, I'm not a real big fan of Muslims. However, I also know that the Muslim religion is not a bad religion per se. There are the 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 Muslim people that give the Muslim religion a bad name are the people who are using it to do bad things. The same thing can be said of Christianity. More people in the history of the world have been killed and more wars have been fought than any other reason, not more than religion. Religion is the number one reason wars are fought, the number one reason that people are killed and you can take that religion, and it can be any religion, and you can make that religion be good or you can make it be bad. And what you do with it and make as the public face of that religion, is that's what people are going to see, regardless of what the religion actually is or not. Just like uh, the Wiccan religion gets... Uh, a bad rap because people associate that for whatever reason they associate you know witches with Satan and stuff and, and that's just not true. It's a very I, I, I've read I've done shows I did like a three part show uh, episode on uh, the Wiccan religion many many years ago and I did a lot of study and research for that and the Wiccan religion is a very earth based natural religion, but yet it gets a bad public rap, just like Muslims uh, get a bad rap on their religion because of the militant people who are are, are killing people and, and committing all these acts of terrorism in the name of the Muslim religion, when that's not really what all the religion is about. So I digress once again. Uh, let's, let's talk about more reputable news agencies like Fox and the Washington Times. Now, these reputable agencies ruled out terrorism and arson for now, uh, according to both of the news outlets. But uh, there's a guy named Dennis Prager who works for this website called townhall.com, and he wanted to make sure that we all knew the real reason Notre Dame, Notre Dame burned, at least representationally, and he says, the symbolism of the burning of Notre Dame Cathedral, the most renowned building in Western civilization, the iconic symbol of Western Christendom, is hard to miss. It is as if God himself wanted to warn us in the most unmistakable way that Western Christianity is burning, and with it, Western civilization. So, now you have people such as this uh, Dennis Prager guy who wants to take his own personal views of Christianity and make that the reason why Notre Dame burned. Even if there's no smoking gun, it seems to be 
that very little bit of, of evidence that there's just a fire itself just seems to be enough for Prager. And he goes on to say, I don't know if a worker accident or a radical Muslim set fire to Notre Dame Cathedral as they have scores of other churches around Europe. In terms of what the fire represented, it doesn't much matter. What matters is the omen. Europe is burning, just as Notre Dame was. So, of course, it matters to him what is going on with Notre Dame. Of course, he wants to make it represent the, the the collapsing of Western civilization. He wants it to represent the collapsing of Christendom, Western Christendom, as he puts it. Because he has a personal agenda, which is he doesn't like Western civilization. He doesn't like Christendom. He's going to use this fire as a way to say, look, see, I'm right. This pushing my agenda is doing it for me. And there's no real basis, in fact, for these claims. He's just taking what's going on and molding it to fit his own personal views and push his own personal agenda. Now, look, scores of white supremacists over the years, I mean, more than I know, uh, have burned churches down across the United States. But that doesn't mean the next church fire here in Nashville, Tennessee, is going to be caused by the KKK. So I can't take that one church fire that happens here in Nashville and say, yep, it was the Klan. But you know what? This is the South. We've got Klan members here. They're around. I don't know where they are, but I know that they're around because I've heard them. I've heard of them haven't heard them. I've heard of them in surrounding counties. They've had rallies in surrounding counties over the last uh, several years. It's made the news, so I know the Klan is here. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be the cause of the church fire. There's also been scores of people who have uh, uh, lone gunmen, crazy people, going into churches and opening fire on people who are, who are uh, attending church. That doesn't mean that these people are terrorists. It doesn't mean that it's the Klan that's doing it. All it means is somebody who's obviously unstable went into an area where there was a mass gathering of people who were probably going to be unarmed and couldn't fight back and used a weapon and shot and killed people. It's a cowardly act. And I don't think that you can take that and say, oh, this is going to be the cause of the next event that happens at the church. It's just like you you can't take terrorism and make it fit to every bad thing that happens at such a public event like the burning of the Notre Dame Cathedral. Because of the September 11, 2001 attacks on such a, a public national landmark like the World Trade Center, now anything that happens at a public landmark like that, especially one that has the reputation and is as old and is as uh, iconic as the Notre Dame Cathedral, every time something happens, 
everybody's going to immediately start pointing the finger at terrorism when there can be just a very, very simple explanation for what happened. Look, the cause of the fire remains under investigation, but officials say it probably began as an accident during the restoration work. I mean, let's take the most simple answer, and that's probably what's going on, right? Officials have ruled out arson as well as possible terror-related motives, but that unfortunately doesn't stop misinformation and hoaxes from circling around on the Internet and on social media. What we know about the Notre Dame fire at this point is still limited. And the, the fire has only been abated just a couple of days ago. And it's going to likely take a long time until we have a more, a, a clearer picture of what happened. However, we can say unequivocally that any claims around arson, foul play, or racist plots, or terrorism are baseless and unverified, at least at this point. But as long as the internet provides a climate for conspiracy theories to flourish, these false stories will continue to take hold. And my whole reason for doing this podcast this evening was to try to make you understand that what's going on out there with all of these crazy conspiracy theories is nothing more than just false news, people trying to take this global tragedy and make it fit whatever their own personal agenda is or whatever the the agenda is for whatever group they belong to. So please don't fall victim to the conspiracy theory uh, um, black hole here that seems to try to be sucking everybody into it with this Notre Dame cathedral fire. Probably, like I said, the the, the simplest solution is going to be it was an accidental fire caused by the reconstruction. It could have been a construction worker was smoking a cigarette and threw the cigarette down and it caught wood on fire that's thousands of years old or hundreds of years old. You know, it could have been something simple as that. But we're we're we're, we're not to the point to where we know that yet. We're not to the point to where we can even begin to figure that out. Now, as time goes on and the investigation rolls around, we're going to have more answers. Just don't fall victim to the conspiracy theories yet. And one of the other things that um, I didn't kind of I didn't touch on at all, and I want to do so before this podcast winds down because I've, I've got just a little over five, fifteen minutes here, um, was the fact that. Y- you couldn't see hardly any firefighters um, at the blaze. Now, what we were seeing was just the images that the news media wanted to show us, which are, of course, going to be the most sensational images that they can find. Um, There were firemen there. I think they said uh, the last report that I got was that there were over like 400 firemen there. Um, It's just not something that we got to see on TV there were some images of some dudes on ladders spraying water, you know, into the heart of the fire trying to put it out. So there is evidence that there were firefighters there. But you're going to have people say 
that, you know, there were none there or if there were some there, there was just a handful or something like that. Why weren't the firemen there? Blah, blah, blah. Um, just we didn't see it. We weren't there. I, I bet you can ask anyone who was standing across the street from this thing or down the road from this thing. I bet you can ask them and they'll tell you that there was a shit ton of firemen there. Uh, one person, one of, the, one of the firefighters even got uh, seriously injured. I don't know what the injuries are. Oh, there's a creepy clock. Uh, I just know I always have a creepy clock in the background. Have you noticed that? So anyway, as always, I digress again. As you know, there were firefighters there. One of them got seriously injured. And conspiracy theorists don't want you to know this. They don't want this information made public because it undermines their conspiracy theory. So that's really about all that I'm going to say about the conspiracies on Notre Dame Cathedral. Now, if next week or next month or any time during the future, we have something that comes to light that proves that they're one of these conspiracy theories were right, I'll be the first one to say, hey, I was wrong. And, you know, I'll, I'll even do a show on it. I'll publicly apologize to whoever I need to apologize to. But I, I don't think that we're going to find that that's going to be the case. So I'd like to know what you think about the fire at Notre Dame Cathedral. Do you have a conspiracy theory that you think is legitimate? Let me know. Email me, sandman at parareality.com. Or call the studio line, 615-692-1170. And let me know what you think is going on. If you have a conspiracy theory or if you have proof that one of these conspiracy theories that I talked about is true, I would like to hear from you. Uh, if you agree with me and you think that there is no conspiracy, that it was just a tragic accident and you want to talk about it, email me, sandman at parareality.com. Call the studio line. 692-1170, 615 area code, 615-692-1170. Call, leave me a message, let me know what you personally think about the cathedral, the Notre Dame Cathedral fire. Now, I still have a few minutes left in the show, so I want to end on this note. And I want to talk a little bit more about my trip there in 2009. As I said at the top of this podcast, in 2009, I had the privilege of going over uh, <clears throat> to London, excuse me, and Paris for about uh, 10 days, I believe it was. And um, I got to see and do a lot of things. I still have more that I want to see and do over there. But but one of the things that was high on my bucket list was to actually go to the Notre Dame Cathedral. And I had no uh, preconceived anything about what this cathedral was going to look like, what I was going to experience, the way it was going to make me feel. Um, I had seen, of course, pictures of it, you know, on, online. I'd seen, you know, stuff about it in the movies and everything. But that doesn't do it justice. That does not prepare you for what it's really like to see 
the Notre Dame Cathedral up close and in person. And it is awe-inspiring. It's so beautiful. The architecture is amazing. And when you walk in this place, it has had these big, beautiful wooden doors, and you open up these doors, and the minute that you step into this cathedral, you are absolutely going to be overwhelmed with a sense of religion and history and probably a dozen other emotions that you can't put your finger on. Now, as I said, I am not overly religious. As a matter of fact, I'm not religious at all. I, I guess you could say that I'm more agnostic. I'm not atheist. Um, but anyway, regardless of, of what your religious viewpoint is, if you have just a little bitty scrap of a soul in your body, you can't help but to feel the presence of God in that cathedral. And I felt it, and I was moved to the point of tears. And the my girlfriend that was with me at the time, who is, is now my, my beautiful wife, the second that we stepped in that cathedral, she immediately began to cry. It, it, it affected her that much, and she's the same way as I am. She's not an overly religious person. We had the opportunity to that there was a, a mass going on, and it it just amazed me that they're conducting mass while all these tourists are in this church. But it's so massive that it really didn't affect the mass at all. But we had the opportunity to attend a mass. Now, once again, as I've said, I'm not Catholic. I do have a, a Catholic education. I have a two year Catholic education. Uh, I got uh, one of my associate degrees from uh, Aquinas College here in Nashville, Tennessee, which is a small uh, private Catholic school. Um, and so I, I know just from being having a Catholic uh, education, I know some about the Catholic religion. I have been raised around some people who were Catholic. I've attended Mass and stuff like that before. So I knew a little bit, but you know they're not speaking English there, so um, I was, we were a little lost for what, what was being said. But we still got to attend this mass in this church. And even though we didn't know what was going on because we couldn't understand it, it was still something that was very moving to me. Um, They have um, all these places where you can light a candle for your loved ones and and say a prayer. And the, the, the architecture and the artwork and the stained glass all of this beautiful stuff that's centuries old, that's gone forever, that we'll never get to see again, is the loss of that stuff is just tragic. It is truly a global tragedy that the Notre Dame Cathedral burned. And even though we still have the outer walls, all the concrete structure is still there, the stuff that was at the heart of it is gone. And we'll never, ever get that back. And that is so freaking sad that it's been protected from stuff for all of these years. It survived all of these wars and revolutions and and tragedy and it takes something as simple as whatever 
started this fire. And I'm sure that it was something very small and insignificant as far as a flame goes or a spark goes. But you have those centuries-old dried timbers. I forgot how many acres of wood was in there, something like 50-something acres of timbers or 1,500 acres of timbers, some, some astronomical figure like that was used in the construction of this thing. And God, how 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 long has it been since that's had any moisture, right? I mean, it's just, just dry wood and just uh, waiting for a spark or a flame or something to kick it off. It's, it's just it's sad and tragic. And I'm glad that I got to go. I'm glad I got to experience it. I'm glad I got to attend that mass. I'm glad I got to see what I got to see. And as I said, I'm, I'm going to uh, take some time. It might not be um, tonight, but sometime over the weekend, I'm going to upload some of my personal pictures. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to upload some of my personal pictures from my 2009 trip to uh, Notre Dame and put them on the website so you can you know go there and just see some of the things that I got to see. Um, they don't particularly like for you to take pictures in there. Um, and to be honest with you, I probably shouldn't have been doing it. I felt you know a little guilty. But you can't go in that place and not take pictures, you know, and it's just, oh, God, it was so amazing and so beautiful. And my heart goes out to not only the Catholic community and not only the people in Paris, but my heart goes out to everybody in the whole entire world. My heart goes out to Notre Dame Cathedral and those who built that gorgeous, gorgeous place. And I really am very, very sad. And uh, emotionally, I was was moved more than, I was very surprised at how uh, this affected me and still does affect me, so much so that I wanted to do this special podcast about the conspiracy theories on this so I got five minutes left. That about winds the show down. And uh, let, me, uh, let me end by saying this. Don't believe the hype. Don't fall victim to that conspiracy theory black hole that all these people are wanting to suck you down into. And I know that's kind of uh, counterintuitive, are kind of strange coming from a podcast such as this on someone who basically, you know, makes his living off of conspiracy theories and weird stuff like that. But I'm telling you, don't fall victim to the conspiracy theorist. Not yet, anyways. Wait until we have more information. Think with your heart and your mind and don't let these people drag you down. And with that being said, I am done. I'm off my soapbox. I hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode of Parareality Radio. Let me know what you thought about it by sending me an email. That's sandman at parareality.com. I also invite you to visit my website, parareality.com. That's where you can find out all kinds of information about the show. You can listen to the current podcast and past episodes. 
And if you click on the extras tab at the top of the page, you can, uh, You'll be taken to a, to an area of the website where you can uh, join the official Parareality Radio forum. You can shop in the Parareality Radio store. You can watch some show videos and other stuff like that. And also, don't forget to look me up on Facebook. You can look for Parareality Radio on Facebook. You can also listen to the show there as well. And you can find out some more stuff about what's going on in the world of Parareality, some behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. That's at Parareal Radio. That's at Parareal Radio. I use Twitter to, you know, tweet out show announcements, special guests, and topics. So make sure you follow me on Twitter at Parareal Radio. You can also listen to the show on your favorite podcast outlet. I am available on Spreaker, obviously. I'm also available on um, um, Stitcher. I'm available on uh, Last FM, and I am also uh, working on getting on uh, iHeartRadio. I, I, I mistakenly on the last uh, episode I said I was uh, available on iHeartRadio. That hasn't worked out yet, like I thought it had. So I'm still working on trying to get on iHeartRadio, and I'm still working on iTunes. But I am on Google Podcast. Um, if you have Alexa. Uh, you can activate any one of those apps on your Alexa device. You can activate Spreaker, Google Podcast, uh, Stitcher, um, and you can say, Alexa, play Parareality Radio Podcast, and hopefully she'll do it if if it works out right like it should. So those are all the different ways that you can hear your favorite paranormal podcast, Parareality Radio and uh, I am so super excited that I'm available on all of these outlets. And hopefully, keep your fingers crossed, iHeartRadio and um, uh, iTunes will be coming here really, really soon. Just keep your fingers crossed for that. The next episode of Parareality Radio will uh, be on Friday, May the 3rd, 2019. And um, that's going to be at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. So that's when I'm going to return. And you can now hear the show on the first and third Fridays of every month. And I'm also pleased to announce that on the second and fourth Fridays of every month, I am doing a very short video podcast called News of the Strange that's going to be available on YouTube. If you look for me on uh, YouTube, that's Parareality1. That's the number one after Parareality there on YouTube. YouTube, or you can just go to parareality.com and uh, go click on the extras tab and you can find it on the video page there on the website. For those of you who don't know what uh, News of the Strange is, way back in the day, I had a segment uh, that every, uh, when I was doing two hour long episodes, the last half hour of every show was called News of the Strange, where I did a news story that was, I had at least one paranormal news story. And then I would have two, maybe three other short little news segments about some weird stuff that had happened in the world. And I would give my commentary about all of that. And it was always a very popular um, segment of the show. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to change things up and make things different. So I have eventually got away from doing News of the Strange. And I've had so many people ask me um, over the last, oh, wow, since I came back, 
uh, and started doing podcasting on Spreakers in 2012. I've had so many people who are long-term fans of the show ask, are you going to bring back News of the Strange? And I just kind of never have done it. And, well, I decided that now would be a good time. But instead of doing it on the show, I decided that I would do a video podcast, so to speak. So you can find News of the Strange on the second and fourth Fridays of every month on YouTube, and that's at Parareality1 on YouTube, or you just go to www.parareality.com, click on the extras tab, and we take taken to the show video page where you can see News of the Strange. As I said, Parareality Radio will return on Friday, May the 3rd, 2019, and uh, that's going to be 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, so make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. I hope that this radio program opens your mind up to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Good night, everyone. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you again on Friday, May the 3rd, 2019. Good night, everybody. If you wish to change... You must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe.